Hey, this is Phil Yano with the Tech After Five podcast. And I know that you are an IT professional or an entrepreneur, and we said, we're just trying to help you get through what you're doing, right? We want to help you be better at what you are doing. And uh, sometimes that means us working on your career. Sometimes that means helping you build your business, but sometimes it's just helping you get through life. And that's kind of what we're talking about today. Uh, you know, part of my role in the world and possibly part of your role in the world is uh, how do we keep our career? How do we keep our business and also be a good parent, right? It is quite possible, friend, that the number one legacy you leave for the future is the quality of your children and their path through the world. It might very well be the most important thing you ever did. So we thought we would talk to somebody about that. I've got an expert, Dr. Brittany Pollout. We're going to go to her in just a second. But first off, let me introduce my co-host and my friend, uh, Scott Pfeiffer. Hey, Phil. It's great to be here. It is good to see you, friend. And I almost called you Dr. Scott Pfeiffer. I don't know what that would be a doctor of. Well, you know what? There could be. We could call you that. (laughs) We're not going to do that today. Um, But I do have... uh, Dr. Brittany Pollat. And so I'm gonna, I want to read this, this little bit because I think it's great. It's Dr. Brittany Pollat. She is a writer, mother of three, and a practicing Stoic. Remember, as a Stoic, we are all practicing. Uh, her newest book is Tranquility Parenting, A Guide to Staying Calm, Mindful, and Engaged. And today, I am delighted to have her as our guest on the Tech After Five podcast. Brittany, welcome. Thank you, Phil. It's great to be here. How are you feeling? Are you good? We're good. Yes. Yeah. So far, so good. Yeah. All right. I mean, I, I just, that thing, you know, like part of this is how are we doing in the world? And I want to know how you are doing in the world. I am happy that you are here. Uh, Brittany, I think this is a thing that, you know, as us as um, professionals, like I said, people are running through businesses and all that. I think it's super easy to forget that role of us as a parent in the world. And I think also we are in a particular time when this job got harder. I mean, I will tell you that, you know, right now, here we are, this is January as we're recording this, probably going to come out in February, but it's January as we're recording this. We've been in lockdown for the better part of a year, so to speak. I mean, hard to get out. Our kids have been home more than all. I mean, I think being a parent can be kind of uh, uh, can be a challenge. I know that from my own point of view. I think you're the right person for the right time. And I want to know, you know, you've got a book, we've talked about this, but all that was you, what you've done before. Now we're here in lockdown. How has this affected your ideas on what it means to be a good parent? Well, obviously, this is a challenging time for everyone, but I have to say it's a great time to be a Stoic. If you're going to live through a pandemic, it's good to be a Stoic. Um, Stoics went into this, I think, in a better position than someone who maybe hadn't thought about their life philosophy so much, because Stoicism actually teaches you to be prepared for anything. I mean, we weren't prepper level prepared or anything. We weren't stockpiling cans out back, but you have a mindset that today is one, one way, but tomorrow might be different. So let's think about being thankful and grateful for what we have today and also preparing for tomorrow. So we build that into our practice as Stoics. So if you're going to be living through a pandemic, you can keep your calm. For example, everyone else is running around in fear and panic and Stoics are able to focus on, okay, let's focus on what we can control. Let's stay calm. Let's take it one day at a time. 
So, oh, you're in lockdown with your family for almost a year. Okay, stay calm, focus on what you can control, break it down moment by moment. You can handle it. Oh, wait a minute. In addition, you're going to be working from home and homeschooling your kids at the same time. Okay, we can handle this. Stay focused on what you can control. Take it one moment at a time. So definitely a, a good time to be a stoic. You know, I'm enjoying the idea of stoics as mental preppers. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I think there is a thing to that, isn't there? I mean, but I think that here and now thing, hick at nunk, right? I mean, that is a principle. It, well, you, you did two. You had two in there that are just absolutely core principles. But I think they help us as parents, as people in this, right? Because part of this is just to be a good exemplar, right? Just not to lose our own head. But being here and now and focusing on what we can control. And I think as a parent, that's just a kind of a still a big challenge. We have to keep reminding ourselves. You know, I kind of said in the intro that we are everyone, every stoic is a practice stoic right the, the idea that there is the, the perfect sage stoic sage is an idea it's an ideal sorry it is a thing we don't think exists we're always just trying to get there right um so i'm kind of curious about this from your perspective at the moment i think are, how is this working for you as a parent so the, the lockdown time specifically is more challenging because we're in such close quarters. We're spending all day with our loved ones. So it can definitely be a time that tries your patience. Um, so it's a great time to focus on maybe what you, <laughs> what you love about your, your children. I think that's actually one of the keys to being successful as a stoic or any kind of parent is to not only focus on, oh man, you know, they're, they're over there making noise, they're leaving their dirty dishes all over the place. You also wanna focus at the same time on what they do right. Um, and so stoicism by keeping us in the moment and making us analyze our thoughts can also help us to be more positive and, and really find that enjoyment. So I think for me, that's been one of the keys also to surviving lockdown you know, we're not just staying calm. We're also learning to take what's there and enjoy our family for what they are instead of focusing on what they're not. We're focusing more on, on what we have and appreciating them for who they actually are. Yeah, I like that. You know, I think it's a lot about mental discipline. And I think one of the advantages of stoicism is it gives you a framework to wrap your discipline around, right? What should Absolutely. I be doing? How should I be doing it? And the practicing part is we screw it up a lot. And then we say, okay, we forgive ourselves, but we know how to get back to where we need to be. Um, I read some of your stuff, which I, you know, I'm, my kids are grown now, but I do have two children that I parented. And uh, I was especially interested in your thoughts on character versus personality. And uh, so could you tell us a little bit about your ideas there about character versus personality? Yeah, sure. Well, stoicism is all about character. And this is especially important for us today because we see so little of it in the wider world. You know, um, things tend to be very superficial and personality is one of those things that is also, I look at it as personality is the superficial level of what people are. You know, it's what people see when you go to a party, maybe. Uh, you're outgoing, you're shy, you're awkward, you're weird, whatever it is, that's a superficial level. It's not who you really are inside. And so what we want to do as Stoics and as, as good people trying to live a meaningful life and be happy in this strange world, we're going to be a lot more effective and a lot happier if we focus on the internal level, which is the level of character. 
So um, you can distinguish between the two and, you know, whether you're out in the world, whether you're in your job, whatever you're doing, think about the person you're interacting with. Is this on the level of personality or character? And then in the home, when you're raising your children as well, it really helps to focus on, okay, so your teenager's not cleaning their room. <laughs> Is this on the level of character, personality? What's going on here? So it helps you to really make good decisions as you're, you're parenting as well. How do you do, how do you decide that, right? My, my, Teenager That's my question. Is that personality <laughs> or is that character? Right? Are they? <laughs> it's a moral failing that you have socks on the floor. That's my question. <laughs> well, what I always recommend is that every parent sits down and does a values clarification. So I would say you need to think about your life philosophy as a whole. So this is getting really deep here, right? Um, it does require a little bit of work for you but the payoff is so worth it. And it doesn't really take that long, maybe 10 minutes of your time. You sit down and really reflect on what's important to you in your life. Do you have a life philosophy? Um, you know, do you, do you and your partner talk about what's important to you in parenting if you're raising your child with someone else? So I would recommend sit down you know, as soon as you can this weekend, if you haven't done it, everybody needs a life philosophy. Talk to your your co-partner raising your child or or just reflect on your own. What's important to you um, and what do you want to impart to your children? So this exercise takes 10 minutes, but it can really help you in your daily life. After that, you can always come back to that and say, OK, I decided that what's important to me is that my child is a kind person. For example, they help a friend in need. You know, they don't tolerate bullying or they work hard at whatever task they set for themselves. They have goals in life. You know, these things are more at the level of character. So you go back, you're always going back to that, that core philosophy that you've thought about. And it really helps you orient and focus your energy, right? Because as parents, I know for me personally, um, one of my greatest challenges is just energy, kids are exhausting and mine are still little. I have a four-year-old, a six-year-old and an eight-year-old. So um, the pandemic has definitely <laughs> been challenging with, with little ones, but stoicism helps you allocate your energy and focus on the things that really matter. And then you can just let go of the things that don't matter. I Well, let me ask a question. I want to follow up in there because, of course, we've talked about values clarification. I think that's an important thing. Scott and I have talked about it a couple of times. And, of course, we had, uh, you know, Don Robertson was on here before. He's also a cognitive behavioral therapist. But we, uh, how, what is the exercise you like to do? How do you do your, I mean, what's a quick way for you to go through? I'm just kind of curious about how you approach it because we've done it a bunch of different ways. Um, well, the initial time, I, I think it's helpful to if you have time, maybe do some research and see what other people have done first. And of course, in the Stoic community, there are lots of resources. I could recommend that you go to the Modern Stoicism webpage, which is just modernstoicism.com sure. and search for values clarification. There are um, some really great ideas from experts on how to get started. So, you know, that that's a quick way to get you started and get you thinking. Um, I also recommend as you follow up, so after that initial exercise when you're sitting down and going through everything, that you refresh your memory on a daily basis. So one of the things I really recommend for people is building your thoughts, whether it's a, a premeditation for the day ahead or however you look at it, whether you're reconnecting with your values, you build it into your daily routine. 
something that you've got to do every day. Maybe you're commuting to work. Well, of course, none of us are doing that right now. Um, but maybe you're brushing your teeth. This is a great time. You have two minutes every morning. You got to do it, right? You can't skip it. So you connect that. Okay, now I'm going to think about my day ahead, how I'm going to handle problems that might come up with my child. Uh, is this going back to the values that I've set for myself? And so forcing yourself to get into that routine keeps it fresh in your mind at all times. Yeah, I like that a lot. And I think there's just a bunch of ways to go about it. I think, and then I think putting back to the modern stoicism site is a great place to get some ideas. Uh, Parenting-wise, this is still, I mean, like I said, it's a challenge. There's lots of things. And there are some practical things. Like I said, first off, starting with this idea of let's figure out what what is going to be important to us? Because we can't win every battle, right? That's one of the things. We, you know, we're going to give up a lot. And when we say give up, we said we're going to focus on this moment in time because we know that's important. We're going to focus on the things we control as opposed to things we can't control. Um, but in that moment, then it's, well, what is actually going to be the thing that's kind of important to me? Um, what other sort of practical things do you think that you're, I know you've written about this, so you've got a whole book on these bits and pieces, but what are some practical things that, you know, when you talk to people, they're going, oh, wait, this is important. This works for me. This is what I need to be doing with my kids to kind of get some of the chaos back out of my life. Well, I think one thing that we tend to forget when we talk about parenting is that it starts with you, the parent. I mean, we, a lot of people, when you say parenting tips, you're focusing on what you actually do when you interact with your child. And that is important. But I think we need to also focus more on the kind of person you are. You know, being a good parent means you're a good person first. So getting your own house in order, or as they say, putting on your own oxygen mask first, mm -hmm. you know, make sure that your mind is in the right place. Make sure that your, your state of mind is not agitated is not, um, you know, when we're stressed out, we're feeling a lot of pressure from something like a pandemic or from lots of work, whatever it is, we tend to get, you know, irritable, or we start getting farther and farther away from our values because we're just not thinking about it. Um, so I think putting on your own oxygen mask first is really important. And I'm speaking from personal experience too. I, I used to always wonder before I learned about stoicism, I used to always notice that when I needed my kids to behave the most, you know, we were out somewhere, I was stressed out running around, that's when they were acting their worst. And I was always thinking to myself, ah, why does this always happen? When I need them to be the, the best, they're, they're at their worst. And then it dawned on me, wait a minute, they're at their worst because I'm at my worst. And I'm, I'm the one who's actually causing this instead of the other way around. And so that's when I really started to focus on you know, making sure that my behaviors were the way I wanted first before I started looking at theirs. So I think it's easy to put all the focus on what the child is doing, but we also need to focus on what we as parents are demonstrating for them. Yeah, I think that when it comes to character and teaching character, all of the character traits are things you can model. Absolutely. There may be personality things you can't model. Like if I want my kid to be a great baseball player, I may be able to model being a great baseball player. But all the, all the character things are things that can be modeled, and modeling is the best way to teach. I can't teach my child to handle problems with equanimity if when there's a problem, I flip out. Uh, it's like teaching someone that it's not okay to hit by hitting them. It's just not going to work. 
So I think you're exactly right that you have to focus on yourself first and say, okay, what are the things, what are the character, what character do I want my children to have? And do I have it or can I learn it and model it? Because if you're not modeling it, it's going to be tough to teach it. Absolutely. And it's interesting that your children are always watching you, even if you don't think they're watching you or paying attention to you, even if they're pretending to ignore you, <laughs> they're still watching you. They still see what you do. I mean, my my daughter is only eight years old, but she'll blow my mind sometimes when she says, hey, mom, you remember that thing you, you said four years ago? <laughs> and of course, I'm like, no, I don't remember at all. But they're picking that up. Even things that you don't know you're conveying to them through your attitudes, through your behaviors, through the things that you find are important in life, through your emphasis, through your random comments, you know, all that, they are picking that up and that is going into the life that they build for themselves. So it's important to be aware that even when you're not aware of what you're doing, it's, it's still impacting them. So yes, absolutely. Focusing on your own character is essential. Yeah, and so that the point I hear you making is, you know, model that behavior, right? Same thing Scott was saying, but model behavior. So I think being able to come back to yourself at any given moment and say, okay, in this moment, if my kids were doing what I am doing, would I be okay with it? Would they be okay with it? Am I being that kind that the exemplar that they want? And uh, I am with you, by the way. I know Scott got more opportunity for this than me. But you know, when your 12-year-old kid comes up to you and says, well, you, four years ago, you said this. And you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> you aren't supposed to remember that. <laughs> uh, I think third parties outside your house pay attention to you and remember what you've done and said a lot less than we fear is true. Right. And our children... Uh, pay attention to us a lot more than we believe is possible. Definitely. Yeah. So in this moment, we know that modeling is important. Having clear values is important. Modeling is important. Uh, You have a particularly interesting perch to me, Brittany, and that is you've got a Facebook group that's got quite a few people in it who are parents who are trying to be better at what they are doing. Uh, I am curious as to what kinds of questions and things are they wrestling with that you're able to kind of help them find a stoic method to. Oh, yeah. We hear from parents a lot. Um, And it's a lot of times you'll start out with a very simple question. Like I mentioned earlier, you know, my teenager is leaving dirty dishes around the house. It seems like you could just come up with a quick fix to that. But really, when you start looking at it again, it goes deeper you know, what values are you conveying to them? Where do you want to put your energy? If, you're, if your kid is generally good, you know, they're focused in school, they're doing, they have a job or something like that, maybe you can back off of the, the dirty dishes. So I think it all goes back to um, just really going back to those core principles, what, whatever problem it is. And I've been writing about stoic parenting for four, almost five years now. And it's, it's kind of repetitive because, you know, whatever that daily problem is that you're dealing with, you can solve it usually by defining, again, what's important to you. And then, yeah, you might need to go look for some specific strategies to address, you know, okay, better communication with your child. And I'm all 
for looking for um, for information from parenting experts on solving those particular problems. Um, but as long as you're keeping in mind that core principle from the very beginning. Yeah. You know, for me, one way of conveying core principles was to have um, sayings, mm -hmm. right? You reduce the core principles to sayings that you repeat often with your children. Like, you know, we... Uh, we strive for excellence in everything we do, or we um, we overcome obstacles. That's how we all, you know, just little sayings about the family that you can repeat over and over again that just sort of drill down into their head. And when you hear them start saying them back or saying them to their friends, you know that you've you've really penetrated <laughs> into that consciousness. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because one of my favorite sayings actually comes from the Stoic philosopher Epictetus. And he's he was a famous teacher in his time, and he would always um, kind of really give his students some tough love when they were complaining or not doing what they were supposed to. So one day a student was complaining to him, you know, why, why is my nose running all the time? Why why do we have to have runny noses in this world? Our world would be so much better if nobody had runny noses. And Epictetus just told him, you have hands, just wipe your nose. Instead of wasting all your time complaining about runny noses, think about what you have to solve the problem and wipe your nose. And so I've started using this as, like you say, a, a kind of shorthand saying with my kids, we have a goal this year of reducing complaining in everybody, no more whining. I yeah. think this is something a lot of parents can relate to. And so, you know, we talk about this together. And now instead of saying, stop whining, you know, it's not that bad. I just tell them, wipe your nose, because we've talked about this thing of Epictetus. And so it really gets the point across. It's very visual. You know, they can picture it. They know what it means, even though they're little. So, yes, absolutely. Stoicism is full of these pithy and wise sayings. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have a good friend who's uh, they're saying in their house always is, we will continue to march and triumph over all adversity. I mean, no matter what comes up, if they start the whine, is it? Well, we're just going to continue to march and triumph over all adversity, and that, and everybody knows it, and they'll say it too. It just becomes part of the fabric of your family. That's awesome. Yeah. I like that. I, I really loved your uh, posts, Brittany, about the uh, wiping your nose. Because I thought that's just spot on, right? Got a problem? Just solve it. Just solve it and move along, right? right. Let's, let's not talk about this. Let's not complain and whine and moan and all the rest. Let's just solve the problem and go along. Uh, <laughs> the saying in my house that the kids know is a quote from Thucydides. And it always comes up when someone says, that's not fair. And he said, in, in Thucydides said, in, the, in terms of fairness, that's a thing between equals. In the real world, the strong do what they can and the weak suffer what they must. And my kids can quote that quote from Thucydides. The strong will do what they will and the weak suffer what they must. That's just the way it goes. I don't know if that's a great value lesson, but it's the idea. It's like, here we are. What are we going to complain about? We're just going to do what we got to do. It's just what it is. Um, but I like that. And of course, I think you're, you know, you're absolutely Right. I mean, all philosophers were this way, right? The Stoics, I think, had thousands of years to kind of perfect this aphorism bit, right? Uh, they really liked laying out just one little bit, you know, focus on what you control, not what you can give it what you can't, those kinds of things. They had lots and lots of aphorisms, but wipe your nose is a good one. Um, I am, 
Well, so did we, I want to make sure I left room. Was there any other things that you're hearing? I mean, I, the complaining is a big one. Were there any other things that you see in your Facebook group that you think, man, I'm answering this question again and again and again. Are there other kinds of things like that? Well, I think people are always looking for resources to get started. Um, and so there are, we're fortunate to have a lot of stoic writing these days that is aimed at people who are just starting out. So um, we might talk about this more later, but um, there are an increasing number of resources on parenting and for people who are, are just getting started. So I, I can recommend some of those if you like. Oh, I think that's good, right? I mean, what are the kinds of things that you are spending? To, the thing is, I think I get this, I get the on-ramp, I call it the on-ramp question all the time, right? How can I, I mean, I, I just answered this question for somebody this morning, and I think everybody's got a different on-ramp, but the question was, well, if I wanted to dip my toe in the water in stoicism, how would I do that? And for me, I'm I was like, well, if you're this kind of person, it's this, it's this, and this. But, you know, here today, let's talk about stoic parenting. What is a way to on-ramp? Now, I mean, we're not going to not mention the fact that you've written a book and you've got some blogs and things like that for people. That, so those are resources we can start with. So talk to us about you've got more than one thing going. And rather than me kind of mess that up, how about you talk to us about your different efforts and kind of where they are at the moment? Yeah, um, well, there are some great blogs. Not only um, am I writing about it at apparentstoic.com, but also Meredith Coons at The Stoic Mom. Um, I think some people are... Um, writing more and more, even if they don't have a, a blog specifically on stoicism, I mean, on parenting, they are still writing about kind of how they incorporate it into their daily life. So at Modern Stoicism, again, you can find a lot of essays from people who have used it in their daily life. Um, we are also right now putting together a conference on women in stoicism. So if anyone is interested in kind of a different perspective, not only parenting, but also women um, in the stoic community, there's an opportunity for that as well. So there's actually a lot of exciting things. I think as the stoic community is growing, and like you pointed out earlier, Phil, I think there's about 85,000 people on the stoicism Facebook page right now. There is a lot of interest and it's all around the world. It's really fascinating to see from, literally from every country in the world, people are interested in stoicism. So I think another great aspect of that is that you get to actually talk with people who are going through this every day. And this is one thing that I, I think also helps to remind yourself if you're at home during lockdown or once the, the pandemic passes and, and we're going back to normal life, whatever you're doing, whatever your child is doing, you are not the only parent who is frustrated right now. If you think about it, there are probably millions of other kids in the world who are frustrating their parents right now. So you're in good company. There are millions of other parents literally around the world who are feeling the exact same way that you are now. So it can help to kind of zoom out for a minute. And Stoics like to do this view from above where you're kind of separating yourself from your own small situation here. Because when you're in the middle of a, of a difficult situation, you're frustrated, you're angry, it feels like this is the most important thing in the world, right? And the Stoics have a lot of suggestions for dealing with anger and frustration. But one thing that you can do is just zoom out and take that bigger perspective. So thinking about, okay, this, this is not the most important thing happening in the world right now. It's not the most important thing in my child's life. And 
there are literally millions of other people going through the same thing. So why should I get upset about something that is so routine, so ordinary, so part of just life in general? So it really helps to, to kind of back up and take off that immediacy of your anger and frustration. Yeah, I like that view from above really well. You know, it's funny, I, I, my own philosophy in parenting has been for many years is to, I want to make sure that my kids have nothing interesting to tell their therapist once they become <laughs> adults, right? Just like nothing to say that's like, oh, wow, I feel really bad for you. It's that, it's one, I want to just sound like they're just generally complaining. And then someone just go, oh, okay, okay, and then hand them an invoice. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that, I mean, I love that. So here and now we we keep hitting all the greats, right? Just great ideas. But then that idea of saying, well, a view from above. And I think, you know, and it's not really quite like, I don't know if what would Zeus say about this moment actually covers it, you know, <laughs> but it's that kind of thing. You know, I mean, when, uh, and I've seen a number of these done, but uh, I think when Don Roberts does his view from above, I think he says there's some moment where you, in his meditation, he talks about doing the, thinking about it from Zeus's point of view, right? Being really, really, high and looking down on things and saying, you know, is anybody going to care about that? And I was like, look, nobody's really going to care that I didn't really weed the lawn the way I thought. I mean, that, that is not going to end up in my biography. And, uh, you know, I always like the line too, that, um, you know, in the end, how, how do you say it, it was uh, Alexander the Great and his mule driver are buried in the same place, right? <laughs> when it's all said and done, it's all said and done. I mean, and that's just kind of okay. So what can I do in this moment? to be good? What can I do in this moment to be virtuous? What can I do in this moment to just model right behaviors for my kids? And if I can kind of pull that off, that's probably the best I can do in this moment, right? Uh, Brittany, how do people find you if they want? I mean, because I think that's a tremendous resource. And I know, um, so I participated with you a couple of weeks ago. I don't know if that was something that was the first time you'd ever done it, or it's something you have done regularly and Phil just showed up one day, or you're going to do it again. But you even had kind of a Q&A session that people could come to and do it live on a Zoom call. So are you going to do that again, do you think? What does that look like? Yeah, we hope to. Um, so the Stoic Parents Facebook group, we are um, trying out some different activities. We've done a couple of the just informal Zoom chats where people can come and just kind of bounce ideas off of each other or hang out with people who have a similar parenting perspective. It can be really helpful. You know, there aren't a lot of people in the world who are Stoics. So it can be really helpful to find a community who will support you and kind of sees things the same way that you do for that moral support and also for some really good ideas. We are actually starting a reading group as well. Um, so we're, we're gonna be looking at some regular parenting books, but we're gonna be talking about them from a stoic perspective. So I, I always find it helpful to, to have that support from others who know where you're coming from, who know what principles are important, and you can discuss together, maybe leaving out the extraneous things that, um, that as Stoics, you don't really feel are important. So we have this reading reading group going on. Um, so all are welcome to, to look us up on the Stoic Parents Facebook group. And in the fall, you might've already talked about this with Don Robertson, but in the fall, we have a lot of conferences as well. 
A lot of them are virtual. I believe again this year, Stoicon. There's also a great month-long training program called Stoic Mindfulness and Resilience Training. And I strongly encourage anyone who's interested in stoicism to take part in that. It is awesome. It's the kind where you're you're going in every day and doing new readings, listening to audio meditations, and also participating with others in the community. So it's a great kind of boot camp. It's kind of an intensive experience to get you started and get your mind in the right place so that you can continue on your own from there. So I would definitely say find a community. There are also Stoic fellowships um, around. I know there are a lot in the U.S. There are also a lot around the world. So you can look at, I believe it's stoicfellowship.com and find a group near you. Um, if you enjoy meeting, some of them are doing face-to-face meetings now, but I think a lot of them are still virtual. So it's a great chance to meet other people, again, who who share your point of view and, and like talking about this kind of thing. So definitely get involved. Um, it's kind of funny because there's this kind of misperception of Stoics as really gruff and, you know, maybe isolated or not interested in other people socially awkward, that kind of thing. But it's not true. The actual philosophy of Stoicism says that we should be reaching out to others. We're part of not only our local communities, but the world community. So it's really important to not just sit around thinking, you know, not being an armchair philosopher, but getting involved in the world and interacting with others as well. Yeah. Boy, you covered a lot of ground right there. That's awesome. Uh, Well, the good news is we'll put some notes here. We'll put those in our notes as well. Folks can come find the group and go find some of those other things as well. Um, But there are a lot of resources out there. If you want to be a Stoic, which is part of being a Stoic parent, um, there's just, it, it is a great and it's a way to keep your equanimity as you go out a really a turbulent world at the moment, right? So it's kind of helps you get that way through it. So uh, we're, we're going to put the links to your group and everything. Is there any other way you would want people to reach out to you? How would they find you if they want to find Brittany Polat? Um, yeah, I have a second website. So a parent stoic is the one that's focused on parenting. If you decide that you want to go deeper, I have another website called livinginagreement.com, which looks at kind of um, moral psychology and it's a humanistic perspective on stoicism. So how do you actually put these into practice uh, and in your daily life at a, a deeper level? And what does that mean for, for who we are? So yeah, I, I like that whole living in agreement. And by the way, it's one of those sites that when you go to just the banner makes me calmer already. I just looking at that mountain lake or I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel better already. <laughs> I get the vibe she's trying to deliver. So I think there's a lot of great material there as well. So that's uh, living in agreement. And of course, I like the whole, this is what we're trying, living in agreement with nature is what they meant when they said what you were headed at. So I like that very well. So super. All right. Well, Dr. Brittany Pollatt, thank you so much for being our guest on the Tech After Five podcast. And I am sure that people are going to get something from this and that they are going to hopefully get a little bit of control back in their lives and be able to live in the here and now with their kids and have some great stories to tell just because you were here today. Thank you for having me. It was fun. Good luck to everyone. Yeah. Good luck indeed. Right. Good luck. Scott Pfeiffer. How do people find you when they want to find more Scott Pfeiffer in their lives? You can find me on LinkedIn where I'm Scott Pfeiffer. Uh, You can email me at strategybusinessconsulting at gmail.com. I'm usually at tech after five Greenville. And I did want to say uh, back to your fairness uh, response, the, 
the fairness quote in my house always was when kids were complaining it wasn't fair, it was fair is where you get funnel cakes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Just the same. The point is, it's not here is not the place to look for that. Isn't not that the nice? We're not concerned with fair. <laughs> yeah, I'm more king than judge. I get it. <laughs> nice. Nice. All right. Uh, I'm Phil Yanov, and we want you to come visit us at Tech After Five. Uh, you know, our events are generally almost all free to attend. TechAfter5.com. The idea is to get you to come in, meet some people, advance your career, or to build your tech business. We want to help you do that. And we then have all kinds of training and help. And of course, we got more things coming up for you to learn how to do what you are doing. Come join us and do it with us at TechAfter5.com or TA5.com. Thanks. See you next time.